0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, it's three of us. We got Dylan and Josh. How's everybody doing today?
1: Great. Doing well. A little tired.
0: A little tired? Yeah. Aren't we all? Um, so we're going to go into a little bit of everything this week. Um, we're going to start out with the MLB. And since, you know, World Series Game 1 was last night, because we record this on Wednesday, uh, you guys don't get to hear it until Thursday, but, you know, uh what's everybody's thoughts on game 1? Did anybody watch game 1?
1: Uh I didn't get to watch uh I didn't get to watch a lot of it. Uh I watched I think I tuned in for a couple minutes, not much if any. Uh I did watch some of the highlights and and see I saw that uh Charlie Morton got b- b- broken Oof. fibula. Uh but he still he pitched 12 more pitches on a broken 16. fibula. 16, 16. Which is ridiculous. And then he went into the locker room and apologized to the team for not being able to pitch more. I was like, that's, Dude, that's, legit. A, that's I, yeah." I did not realize.
2: I always thought Charlie Morton was a baseball player. Apparently, he's a hockey player.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. I knew that, it was going to happen.
2: No, like, that ain't no baseball player. That ain't no foot player. Like, that is, that's a hockey player move. I mean, so, you know, guys with the broken ribs. There have been guys who have played hockey with broken legs. You know, they're not getting carried off the court because they're cramping or they're not, you know, having to take, you know, 30-minute bathroom breaks or whatever Lamar did last year. You know, like so- a <laughs> different sport. And apparently Charlie Morton is trying out for hockey teams just by playing through a broken leg.
0: Hey, look, I mean, I, I, I'm going to go back and date myself a little bit. But remember, Kirk Schilling played with, you know, the ketchup bloody sock, you know.
2: Ooh. Wow, a bloody sock. That's a, yeah. that's a rough one. <laughs> That that's it. That's a that's a great comparison there, Ty. Uh, I know broken, a
0: broken like, fibula, uh, broken you know. fibula versus the well. I like I can't remember. I know I remember the bloody sock. I just don't remember what the actual injury was for Shilling. That's the only reason I'm saying it. The, uh,
2: did you hear about the the professional bowler who got a bloody nose? Like, ooh, we, we should make Ooh, did he? He still he practice.
0: still did a turkey though, right? He still bowled turkeys. Ah, uh, <laughs>
2: uh, there, there. All right. There was more than a bloody sock. I'll give you that. But I still think uh, Charlie Charlie kind of takes the cake in recent uh, baseball memory of – I mean, that's a – that's a – Yeah. Yo, and for anybody who didn't see it, he took a a line drive. I don't know. It may have been a ground ball. I forget if hit the ground. But what, 102 off the bat? Took it to his – Yeah. And then finished that inning, came out the next inning, struck out Jose Altuve and then had to get go out because he just couldn't plant well enough with it. But he threw, you know, as Dylan said, you know, the 16 more pitches including finishing the inning and coming back out the next inning, despite the pain. I mean, that is, that's crazy. That's impressive. But, but looking ahead to the rest of the series, that is a big hit for them. If the loss, you know, if it goes beyond four games, five, if it gets to game six, game seven,
1: Losing Charlie is a a big deal. Yeah, and currently right now, as we're speaking, it's the bottom of the third with two outs, and Houston is up five to one. So, Mm -hmm. it's looking like Houston's going to even the series up. I mean, barring stuff coming. I mean, it's only the third inning. So Yeah, it's only the third,
0: so we can see. Um, All right, well, we'll switch off. You know, it's it's the World Series. We'll probably have another conversation about it next week. Um, But we're going to switch over to the NBA. But go Braves. (laughs) Yeah, I was to say, I forgot to say that, yeah, you guys both have to go National League, I know. Um,
1: Josh doesn't want to go for either one. Yeah. yeah.
2: I am um, a
0: – Neutral watcher?
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm abstaining. I'm a conscientious objector. Isn't that what it is? Um, something like that.
0: Something yeah. like that, yeah. I, so,
2: I can't really go for either team.
0: Well, we're going to switch over to the NBA, and we're now a little over a week in the season. Um, there are three undefeated teams uh, on this podcast. They're one of the teams, the bulls, you know, I, I think Dylan, you said it, they put a lot of talent together. We just weren't sure how it was going to work and it's working pretty well because they're undefeated. Um, I mean, I, they're playing great right now. Uh, the next, you know, the jazz are another undefeated team. They are showing up just like they did last year in the regular season. They're just going to be a dominant team again. And, I will say this, your warriors, you know, everybody said uh, all the, all the news was saying, you know, it's going to take a season or two for them to get back, which is going to hurt with Curry. Cause you know, it's wasting his talents. They're undefeated and Curry's looking pretty
1: good. To Quote, Chris, their opinions were trash. Uh, but I mean, to be serious, I feel pretty good right now. Uh, Cause I mean, I said golden state was going to be a good team. I didn't think they were going to be this good. Um, I said Chicago is going to be a – I didn't think Chicago was going to be this good, but I said Chicago is going to be a good team. And then Utah is also one of my teams that they're always good. They always struggle in the playoffs. I feel like someone is always injured as soon as the playoffs start. Last year was Mike Conley with a hamstring, uh, all those uh, types of things. Um, So, yeah, but the Warriors are looking really good. Uh, they they still need to get some pieces back. Uh, they need they're we're waiting on Clay. It looks like about two months or so before Clay starts back into the lineup. Uh, in any kind of capacity, we're waiting on James Wiseman to come back. Uh, but the way Curry's playing, the way that they're, they're popping the ball around, they're being active on defense. We have one of the deeper um, benches, I think, uh, this year than we've had in, in recent memory. Uh, with uh, Jordan Poole playing well, Damian Lee's playing well, Iggy's back, Otto Porter Jr. Uh, we have some of those key players. Oh, and Jonathan Kaminga is also injured. So our, our number seven overall pick. So uh, they have some, some things that we're waiting to get back, but we're already looking really good and I'm pretty excited for that. Utah's looking great. Uh, they always do Donovan and all them, uh, and then Chicago's kind of a fun it's kind of weird. It kind of feels like the 80s and 90s, uh in the in the east, because you have the Knicks and the uh the Knicks and the Bulls up at the top, which is kind of yep. and even Charlotte at the yeah,
0: top yeah, I was I was gonna say. That's the 90s scene, because yeah, with grandmama and uh Zoe and Muggsy, yeah. I yeah, I'm dating myself, but it works. Even Dell. Oh, Dell, yeah. Dell was a good yeah, he was he was just perfect for what he did, which was shoot the three. So um I will say this. I I do want to add this one. I love that Clay changed his number. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that video. The seventy-seven. Uh, the seventy-seven. I loved it. Um, I will Josh give him a lot confused. of credit. Josh, did you see
1: that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You looked yeah, after,
2: confused. After for he a didn't second. make the the, top, the top, top
0: seventy-five. Yep. So I I loved that. Um, I liked how he kind of came out of that with that. Um,
1: well, he didn't change it. Steph and Draymond put it in his locker.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't hear. I didn't see that part. So, yeah, he didn't change it. Steph and Draymond did it as a joke. Uh, all right. So, uh, on that note, we're going to go to break. I know it's a little early for us, but we're going to go to break because we got a lot to cover in the NFL. And we're going to talk a little NHL, too. All right. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, we're back. And uh, we're going to talk a little NHL before we switch up to the NFL. Um, we are a little over two weeks into this season, and we've got four undefeated teams. One of them I know... Josh, you talked about them last week being kind of a surpriser with the Oilers. Um, But we also got the Blues, the Hurricanes, and the Panthers.
2: Well, the the Oilers, um, just to go on them for a second, like they're a very interesting team because I don't know of a team that is more top-heavy than them. They have what I would say is probably the best line in hockey, and I don't even know the third guy on the line but just because they have Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl and those two guys are incredible. Connor McDavid if if you even if you're not into hockey, but if you are into hockey, like just watch highlights of Connor McDavid. The guy is a magician. He's incredible. He he's just one of the most fun hockey players to watch. I mean, I'm still a little biased towards Brad Marchand because Some of his stick work is just incredible, but McDavid is incredible. And right now he is carrying the, the Oilers. He has, I forget how many points, but it's ridiculous goals and assists.
0: Well, I saw an actual sports center had a little special on him. I think it was last week about how he he grew up in like Arizona, like kind of like where you would not see a hockey player to be and turned out to be this great player, you know, so I agree. And, you know, um, I will throw my little cracking or not playing great. They're two, four and one, but you Heart know,
1: cracking. Okay.
2: So I'm sorry. I just, yeah. As we were talking, I looked it up. Um, I think it said he has six goals and seven assists Ooh. so far in five games,
0: in five games.
2: <laughs> Look up Connor McDavid.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say this, I'm going to give one little outlier too. uh, the Caps are 5-0, and o, but they also have two OTLs, um, which aren't. isn't bad. It's not a bad little setup for them, but um, they are also, you know, sitting behind Carolina. So, Hurricanes are undefeated, so that's how it'll, it'll stay for them for the Caps right now. They'll be number two right now. But we're going to switch over to the NFL. Oh. Josh, you got something there. I
2: was just gonna say, you know, Right now, just trying to stay in the the top half of your of your division is is helpful. Um, you know, I mean, I know even just looking through some of these teams, like yeah, right there, the Capitals are still ahead of the Rangers. They're still ahead of the Penguins. Um, yep. The Islanders. The Islanders have not been playing as well as I would have expected, and so watch to see watch to see over the next week or two if that starts to shake up a little bit over in the Eastern Conference in the Atlantic. Um, the Panthers right now undefeated, although my personal hope is that that changes by the time this podcast gets released, but that's just me talking because the Bruins are playing them right now. But honest, I know the other week I talked about the Sabres, and at that time the Sabres mm. were undefeated. And I said about how that was surprising. The Bruins played the Sabres the other day, and the Bruins won, but my goodness, the Sabres, the Sabres look real. Like they they look pretty decent. And so, no, I think right now it's so early on in hockey. And there's a lot to be, a lot that is unknown, a lot of things that will be shaken up over the next couple weeks. But start looking and seeing, especially, yeah, like goaltending and defense, especially if you bring in a new goalie or new defenders, there's a lot of work that goes in with that. But I would say over the next week to two weeks, we should start seeing more consistent patterns developing.
0: Okay. Well, you know, we'll take it from the expert there. Our other expert has uh, not really chimed in too much, but I think he's just letting Josh talk for right now.
2: Dilly Dilly got the NBA and I
0: took the NHL. Yeah, that works. Essentially. Yeah. So we're going to switch over to the NFL, which is our dream work. Yeah, uh, as our big bread and butter here for us. Um we're going to go with the uh, as we always do the week 7 recap. Um first thing I got to say to both of you guys um what's what, what's going on with KC? I, I don't know what to say here. They
2: are just in uh they think it's Christmas already? They cuz they they're giving that ball away like nobody's business.
0: Um they're playing Santa Claus. Like, here's, Oprah here's Oprah right Oprah now. Oprah. You, have oh,
2: you have a turnover, you have a turnover, you have
1: a turnover.
2: It's bad.
0: Yeah, it's just bad. And then last this past week, I mean, Mahomes, I mean, he looked like he just – he looked like Daniel Jones after that, you know. He just looked like he was about to just fall over.
1: See, the thing is, I mean, if you're listening or paying attention to any kind of, like, reasonable football analysis and whatnot, like the things that people are saying are that Mahomes is doing what Mahomes has always done. It's not like Mahomes is doing anything new. But right. the defenses are playing him differently, which are countering what Mahomes usually does, and it's not working for him. Like, like he's not checking the ball down. He's not taking easy completions. He's not using the middle of the field. They're refusing to run the ball. Like, Was that because
0: I mean, Ceh is out. I mean, no.
1: Like Daryl Williams is good. Like he's I agree, not like a but... scrub. he's he's not like I mean he's not an elite world burner type of whatever. But he's not a scrub. He's a good I agree. player uh and they refuse to run the ball with him they refuse to check the ball down at all mahomes wants to go deep he wants the big play and he's proven he can do it but the teams are playing him in two high safeties which are which prevent going deep and and yeah. he just, he will not accept the fact that he has to he has to he has methodically to play short on yeah. the field
2: the the other thing that does play in the the favor of the defenses against the chiefs is the fact that I don't think the Chiefs have defense. Uh, like Well, they have they're players. Being, they're being forced into game scripts that do tend to abandon the run. You know, I agree with you, Dylan. Even early in the game, they're not running like they should be. But then they're ending up getting beaten so badly because their defense can't stop anything. Right. Uh, then it ends up just putting them in situations where they need to throw more. And then, as you said, Mahomes always has pushed pushed it a little bit. And, you know, to what level is it some also just being unlucky? Like there are a lot of balls being tipped, a lot going off a of guy's hands that it's like, oh, well, you know, it just happened to go to the defender. But, you know, you, you play with fire long enough. Don't be don't be ex- surprised when you get burnt.
0: I, I mean, yeah, I think, like you said, is Mahomes is trying to play from behind, which isn't going to help his the running game at all because the defense hasn't, can't stop anything, and it's just hurting them. Um, but we're going to switch to another quarterback but has a pretty good connection going, and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Now, I know with Chris not being on here, he's going to be loving this. He would love this conversation because it's an LSU quarterback with an LSU receiver. But since he's not here, we're going to still go in this conversation, but in a different way. Is this the new QB wide receiver combo for the future?
1: Like you're talking about like one of the tops in the – Like in the, in the next
0: couple of years, this is going to be Joe Montana, Jerry Rice.
1: I wouldn't go there. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams? Ever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they could. I mean, you think about what they did in the one year in um, in LSU, broke a bunch of records mm-hmm. uh, and, and played as well as they did. I mean, they're playing insanely well now. Um, I think they could continue to build on this and put because uh, Jamar's showing a lot more. Uh, I think in his route running ability mm-hmm. and his ability to run after the catch because he wasn't. Like, it's not that he couldn't do those things, but he was known as more of a big body, go up high point, get the play physical type of receiver. The
0: 50-50 ball, he's going for it.
1: And he's showing, though, that he's got the other attributes and skills to play. Uh, And I think he has the potential to be, like, a top – the top – one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. So – I don't disagree with you, Dylan, especially
2: on your aspect of them expanding the route tree for him. Um, I thought they opened it up a lot some you know, this past game, and you could see how well he did with that. I think there's always a slight fear in me of making these like drastic, you know, crazy comparisons a couple games into a career. I mean, like frankly, yeah. okay, frankly, you know, would it have been crazy two years ago? To be saying, like, man, you know, is the the Mahomes to Hill connection going to be the next Montana to Rice? Like, OK, I'll give I, you
0: that one. Yeah, I get you. And
2: are they still good? And is Tyreek Hill still dynamic? And Mahomes is obviously Mahomes, despite the turnovers. But like this year, they've not been unstoppable. You know, they've not been Rodgers and Adams. <laughs> And so I don't know, like, yeah, I think I honestly, I do think Burrow and Chase could be the next Rodgers to Adams, but (laughs) I think they could also be the next Mahomes to Hill, you know, which is not shabby. That's not bad, but it's also not, you know, sometimes we want to overly over sensationalize everything, which is part of why I don't even, I don't like the chiefs. A couple of reasons in that, but part of it being, you know, when everybody's saying, Oh, well, Mahomes is the next goat. And then now, like, I'm trying not to dislike Herbert because now that Mahomes isn't playing as well, as Herbert is the next GOAT. And it's just, let's slow down, let's look and see. But what I will say is I think I think Cincinnati deserves some credit.
0: Oh, because yeah.
2: Because I thought they should pick Penny Sewell. I, 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 I didn't hate the pick, but I probably would have taken Pene soul And I know a lot of people, you know, whether they hated the what pick or that not, gap? They at least said Penne Soul. And a lot of people did hate that pick. And now we're looking, and Penne doesn't look that bad, but gosh dang, it looks like a good decision getting the guy his college wide receiver.
0: Yeah, I was actually going to say I have to apologize to Cincinnati Bengals on behalf of this show because we all thought that it was the wrong pick when not taking Penne Soul.
1: Still don't know. Ne- uh, yeah, it's not the wrong pick, but I still think they should have taken suit.
0: I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like we all thought Penesu was the best fit to help keep Chase upright. Burrow, not Chase. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, my bad. Thank you. But to keep Burrow upright, but this connection is working, and if they can still keep, you know, find a find a alignment to keep Burrow upright without having to do the, you know, top pick this could look at like they made like the GM's uh, uh, just knows way more than we do. Apparently.
2: Yeah. And I think they're I mean, that could still, you know, again, we are what seven games in.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
2: you know, we don't know like Penny could go on to have a 20 year career. That's just incredible. And chase could last 10 um and maybe even leave the Bengals after five, you know, we, we don't know that far in the future, but I think a lot of the concerns of like, oh, you know, Burrow's just going to get sacked on every play. I don't see it. Like they, yeah. they did enough. They did enough work on the line, in addition to you know the routes they're able to run with Higgins and Boyd and Chase, that he's able to get rid of the ball fast enough when he needs to, and that offense is clicking.
0: It is is working well. Um, I turn, we're going to turn to another. You know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We we made our MVP picks you know, for this show and, and mid season or quarter season. And I, I feel like now it's just gotten deeper. We just, there's a deeper MVP race. Like there's a lot more than what we really thought about. I will say this. I, I'm, I'm going to defend my, my pick. Cause I picked, you know, Derek Henry and everybody laughed at me, but he's still balling. He's still doing great. And there's talks of him being the first non QB to be an MVP since AP. Just say it.
1: You're still wrong, but okay. I still think he's in the conversation, but the MVP has essentially become a, a quarterback award. I agree. And the Offensive player of the year has become the non-quarterback award.
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. Ch- I,
1: I, I will say, yeah, the, the, the race has gotten deep. There's you can get to about five or six names and be like everything breaks right. Like these all are, are, are MVP candidates. Like, I mean, you have the normal Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Derek Henry. Um, you can throw in Tom Brady leading the league in passing touchdowns and passing yards at the moment with uh, their five and one or six and one, five and one, six and one, something like that. We haven't had our body yet. Um, and then you could throw in even Joe Burrow. Like I think Joe Burrow has to be in that conversation with what he's done so far, bringing that team from the bottom of the barrel to being in the lead, blowing out Baltimore this past week. Um, you have all of those different things uh, factoring in, and I know I'm probably leaving somebody off that could be in that conversation. Lamar even, I, as much as I don't like Lamar, Lamar could be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mentioned Kyler. Uh, I didn't mention Kyler. See, like I, I like I left off Kyler.
2: And then honestly, though, guys, like again, it's a quarterback award. And and we mentioned, you know, Derek Henry because I yeah, I don't love that it's a quarterback award, but that's just what's become. Yeah. But if it's not, what about like a Cooper Cup? What what about a Devontae Adams? You know, especially if, as I'm expecting, Green Bay gets whooped this Sunday. And then Devontae Adams comes, Devontae Adams has more receptions than the rest of the team combined, more yards than the rest of the team combined. He doesn't have more touchdowns than the rest of the team combined. But otherwise, like, it's it's stupid. And you start to say, like, hey, should somebody try covering him? And then you see those, like, two-minute drills where, you know, it's the 30-second the drill, the 45-second the drill, where literally Rodgers just throws to Adams. And moves them down the field. Like, Adam like,
1: double, triple coverage.
2: Doesn't matter. Guy still gets free. Doesn't even get yeah. done. So, like, yo, again, I don't think it's going to happen. And then Cooper Cup has, what, nine touchdowns so far this season? Ridiculous. But, so, you you look and you say, okay, maybe those will be more offensive player of the year candidates. But they, they're kind of, like, sneaky, deep MVP if we don't make the MVP have to be a quarterback.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I think right now Cooper Cup's on pace to have a better season than Randy Moss in the 07 Patriots season with Tom Brady when Brady threw 50-plus touchdowns and all that. Like, Cooper Cup's on pace to have a better season than Randy Moss that year, which that was one of the best statistical seasons of a wide receiver in NFL history. He's probably on pace to have more touchdowns than a couple of quarterbacks out there. You're not wrong. So, we're going to go almost, into a... – He's almost got more touchdowns. He's got more touchdowns right now than Patrick Mahomes has interceptions.
0: Ooh. Pretty close, though. It's so, close. Yeah. Mahomes we're...
1: is not going to give that up easy right now.
0: We're gonna going to switch over to, to a new thing. He's not giving
1: up easy right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because he's giving it up easy yeah.
0: right now. Uh, we're going to go with uh, – we're going to try this out. Since we're week going into week eight, we're going to go a power rankings, top 10 teams in the NFL. We're not going to go division. We're not going to go in the league. All right. Uh, and we're just going to start from 10 to one. And I'm going to go start with Josh. Who is number 10 for you?
2: So just, quick, ju- just,
0: just quick, number 10, just, quick caveat, just though.
2: you know, one, as Stephen, a always says with his A-list on first take, this is fluid. Okay. This is not a well, yeah. This is not a projection for the rest of the year. This is current. And this is also before Green Bay loses on Sunday because Devontae Adams isn't healthy. So caveats there, okay? All right. So gotcha. my number my number 10 team, Baltimore Ravens.
0: Okay. Dylan, who you have as number 10?
1: Uh I have the uh the Raiders. I don't okay. have the Ravens in my top 10, by the way. Uh, I NBA have
0: I have the Chargers as my number 10. I think all three of us I don't really see an argument in any of those do you? Anybody got an argument with any of? I mean, I'll give
1: my explanation for why I don't have the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens in the top 10. It's mainly because the two teams they've lost they've lost some the, when they've they lost opening night to the Raiders who are my, who's my number 10 team. Right. And they also but then the, a lot of their wins have been barely. Like, they barely beat the Lions. They've they, they barely beaten a couple teams. They did beat the brakes off the Chargers. I uh, will say that. But they've they barely won some games. But then, like, th- this past weekend, they got blown out by Cincinnati. So, I, who is – I'll jump forward. Cincinnati is my number nine team. Uh, so, I couldn't put Baltimore in front of those two teams that they've lost to uh, and, and in my mind. I'm not saying Baltimore is a bad team. I just couldn't put them right there right now.
0: Okay, Josh, who do you have as number nine?
1: I have Las Vegas, the Raiders.
0: Okay. I I got Baltimore. So, I mean, I get the fact of what you're saying. I, I just look at some other things, and I think, you know, if if Lamar had a full team, healthy, non-COVID, no issues, I think that they'd be a higher power ranking right now. So I think what they're doing with what they've got and still being able to put games close. Yeah, they may, they've won some close games, but just to be able to keep going with the next man up mentality, I, I had to give them a little bit, you know, of, of love in there. Um, for number eight, I have the Titans. Cause they've been playing really well for the last couple of games. They've beaten some really big teams, which I do have above them, but I still think that they've been playing really well. And they're starting to push their games forward um Dylan who do you have as number eight?
1: I'm shocked you have the Titans that low. Uh the I have the Chargers at, at eight. Uh, I think they've played they've played well. They have some defensive things I think they have to clean up but offensively they've looked pretty good all most of the season.
0: So I have the Chargers. Okay. Josh, who you have as number eight
1: I have Tennessee as well.
2: Um yo I I get saying the arguments of why you could have them higher but also like one how much exactly how much credit do we give a team for beating the chiefs right now and then also dylan who did the who did they lose to
1: the jets the jets okay
2: and like, but they did
1: beat the Bills, so I, it's like it's a tale it's, of two stories. I don't know. I, I agree.
0: The
2: Bills by a field goal like that. I'm um, I mean, I'm not. I'm, I'm holding. Well, they also lost. The Bills back a little bit, but they lost to the
1: Jets, man. I and they also
0: lost the Arizona. So I mean,
1: but they, they did they lose to the Jets to, without AJ Brown and Julio Jones. They didn't have the two top targets.
2: The Jets, Dylan. <laughs>
1: I understand. <laughs> I, I really do. I I genuinely do. I have to put them higher because they beat. Even though the Chiefs aren't the Chiefs, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills, and I I have to put them higher. I just <laughs>
0: have to oh, You're Henry,
2: us. and you lose to the Jets,
0: Dylan.
1: I understand. I, I, Robert Sala dis- came out with a great dis-
0: defensive game plan for Derrick Henry. <laughs> I don't
1: know. But when, they, when you don't have to cover anybody because your third string wide receivers are trash, then you can just load 10 in the box and just try to stop Derrick Henry.
0: That's true. All right. Uh, Josh, who do you have as number seven? Number seven, I've got the Rams. Wow. Okay. I've got the Bengals. Dylan, who you got?
1: I've got the Packers uh, and that's also with the caveat that they're going to lose this week, probably. And then so, uh, so you're
2: factoring the loss in. I was wondering when I saw no, you,
1: I, I'm not, I, I'm not factoring the loss in yet. I think okay. going into this week, this is seven. where they have, I still have them at seven. Uh, I have some <laughs> questions about their defense. Um, I agree with that. Uh, but, and their, their, their ability as a second receiver, granted they have Devonte Adams, so it doesn't really matter, uh, I guess, but, I, I have some questions about their defense, but I, I still think that they're there. I still, and it, as I'm saying it, I can say the same thing about the Titans. So,
2: yeah, because I, I have the Titans. Uh, would you tell me that you think the Packers
1: would lose to the Jets? They got door stopped by the Saints. Like, week one. The Saints are that much better than the Jets, even though they're 4 and 2.
2: The Saints with Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara.
1: The Jets. I, I, I told you. I'm not okay. necessarily disagreeing no, with. No, I'm you. They just, they just
2: going to right push higher for me. we get past the Titans okay. on your all list? All right. All
0: and right. Uh, I'm going to pick
1: against the Titans this week anyway. So.
0: All right, Dylan. Who do you have at number six?
1: Uh, let me see. I forget who I put. Uh, Cowboys. the Cowboys.
0: Cowboys. at number six. Josh, who do you have?
1: I have Buffalo. The
0: Bills. I, I agree with you. God, I'm agreeing you with you.
1: I don't, I don't,
0: this is look, and we did not talk about this before. It's just kind of, you know, I, I, here's the reason. Well, here's the reason is you just said it yourself. They lost to the Titans. You know, they, they're, they're looking great, but they haven't looked as good as they could be. So, and I don't, I just can't put them in the power ranking yet. Like higher up yet.
2: The reason I have them there is they, they're a two loss team Mm -hmm. that I still question some of their running game but for the most part it's more because of how impressed i am with the teams ahead of them so for me 6 and up you know and even the rams the rams and the titans get a bit of a caveat there my 7 and 8 team but my 6 team buffalo i i could easily put them at 3 you know there's a chance you know they win this week and green bay loses you know boom they might jump up above green bay like that's yeah. how tight my top 6 are
1: I could get on board with that. I still don't think Buffalo should be that low. All right. All
0: right.
2: Well, I've got – Maybe if they would uh, lose to the Jets, then I would bump them up a little farther.
0: Hey, maybe (laughs) they will. They will play them at some point. Number five, I've got the Cowboys. Josh, what do you have?
2: I have the Cowboys too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, who do you got? Well, it just shows that great minds – don't always think alike because, like, to quote Mike Greenberg, I'm just a genius that won't be appreciated in my time. Uh, but I have the Titans at five.
0: Okay. I, I mean, I'll say it this way. I, I When it comes to the Cowboys at five. Um, but they will I'm, drop this week because I think they're going to lose. I, I'm going to go with kind of how, you know, Josh had said it, is is six through one are very close in some ways. In some other ways, you know, my top two are pretty, you know, it's just weird, but I'll say this four five and six. I could probably have switched them in any different way um, easily, but I just looked at it as the teams right now that are just catching heat right now. So, um, Dylan, who you have as number four? It might come as a shock,
1: but I have Tampa at four.
0: So that is kind uh, of a shock.
1: Uh, one, I didn't want to, use my bias and put them higher uh but two i have to follow the same i think logic that i do with the ravens and that i can't put them higher than the rams and i think the rams are the third or fourth best team and since the rams beat the bucks i had to push them up to three put the bucks down to four um And so, yeah, I have the Bucs at four. I think the Mm Bucs are, that doesn't mean that I think that the Bucs won't win the Super Bowl. Still do think that. Still think they're the best team in the NFC or second or third best team in the NFC uh, at the moment. But yeah, I mean, me and Josh were texting earlier. Like, it's hard to say, like, if you're picking a certain team. Like, if you were asked me who were to win, who, if the Bucs and the Cardinals played, like, who would win? Like, spoiler, the Cardinals are my number one team. But if the Bucs and the Cardinals played, I'd still pick the Bucks, but right now the Cardinals, I think I have to put it one.
0: But I'm not gonna get ahead of myself. Josh, who you have as number four?
2: Yeah. So at number four, I have the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Oh Ooh, wow, wow. Like
2: I realize they have two losses. Their first loss came in week two to the Bears. And like to me, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. the Bears, but like week two was before everything collapsed for Chicago. That defense was still playing well. And Cincinnati lost by a field goal when Jamar Chase didn't play well in the preseason and was still trying to come out. So, like, I've got my reasoning there. And then they lost by a field goal in overtime to the Packers. Like, that's not a bad loss. Right. I think some of it, too, might be recency bias. I mean, they beat the Lions handily, but that's the Lions, so I don't care. But then watching the way they door-stomped the Ravens on Sunday and like I actually like I watched that game and I saw how good that defense looked and that was a big part of it because I'm like okay Burrow and Chase but then also seeing Higgins and seeing Boyd and Mixon had a good game but then that defense looked
1: really good so much pressure so much pressure on Lamar five sacks I think five or six sacks and they were constantly in the backfield yeah
2: I the, the way you started to chime in there, Dylan. I thought you were going to be sarcastic, um. But no, like I agree. They they were forcing him, and I also I sometimes thought Lamar kind of bailed a little bit quick, which then hurts his offensive line because it's harder to protect a guy who keeps going outside of the pocket. Yep. But I, I agree. the The pressure they
1: put on him, they were all over Lamar. Yeah. I I want to push Cincinnati up higher, but I just since they were where they were last year, I don't want to like oversell on them, like go too far in on them. But I, I can't necessarily disagree that they're a top five or six, seven team in the, in the NFL.
0: Yeah. Um, I have the Packers as number four. Uh, I, I, I agree with what y'all had said earlier about you know them losing to the Saints week one pretty well. Um, but I think that they have kind of right that ship on offense. You're right. Defensively, they need to show me more and we'll see how it goes. Of course, after tomorrow's game, um, which they probably will get stomped, but that's without, you know, like you said, that's without Lazard and without Adams. So I can't really see. But now I will say this, if Green Bay beats Arizona without Adams and Lazard, they may go up highly on my power rankings. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Josh, who you have as number three?
2: I have Green Bay. Um, I agree with some of those things you said about them, but for me – Man, like, yeah, it's hard to overlook that Saints loss, but also look and I say, okay, how much of that was because of Rodgers doing nothing this offseason? Yeah. And then they've come out and they've looked, you know, they've looked pretty good since they've handled their business. And I just, I, it's Aaron Rodgers. And he always has his team up there to, to kind of head into the playoffs before losing in the NFC championship. So.
0: All right, Dylan, who do you have as number three?
1: that's funny uh, i have the uh L, sorry he, he's stuck in that losing the University championship game and that they got me uh i have the los angeles rams uh i think they're they're really good i could easily put the rams at number one or number two but i can't because the same logic the the cardinals beat them so i can't put them higher than the cardinals uh but the rams are i mean stafford to cup is literally unguardable there, there's nothing you can do it, yeah. it's it's like, we were talking off off camera about, like, Chase and Burrow. Like, I could easily say Stafford and Cup could be in that conversation as maybe the second best or third top three one-two punch in the NFL at, at this moment. Like, literally, Cooper Cup is unguardable right now. There's nothing you can do uh, to, to stop him. And so – uh, they're good. I mean, you have the defense, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Aaron Donald. I mean, they, they go without being named, but I think Daryl Henderson's a key piece in this. Uh, I mean, you guys know my 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 love for Daryl Henderson, uh, but Daryl Henderson I think is a key piece. He's rushed well. Uh, yep. They have that. He's rushed well. He's played a role really well for them. In, out of to the come in
0: court. next man up.
1: Yeah, and, and he's played well. I think. Yeah, so they uh, the emergence of Van Jefferson as a solid number two or number three target, I think, has been. Yeah, they're just they're a really good team. They're, I told you before the season, they're my biggest fear with Tampa is, is them. I, yeah. I now I would add Arizona as well, but I still
0: Both.
1: I still feel like we we could beat Arizona.
0: Speaking of Arizona, I have them as number three.
1: Which I think is completely disrespectful.
0: I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just think that you know, like besides the Rams game, the the quality wins. You know, Houston, Jacksonville, Cleveland, who haven't really met. They have they, they did beat the Jets, so I, I guess they haven't played the Jets. So I, I don't know actually. Um. So I you know, but I could see them beating the Jets. That's why I have them high up there. Um.
2: So you're you're knocking them because they've beaten everybody the NFL scheduled them to play.
0: Yeah, I'm knocking them because the, the, the quality of their wins have not been well.
2: Have like lost to other teams.
0: Other top well, I'll say it this way. Other teams in this in this top ten that we put have lost to the teams that are in the top ten. Granted, right now the Cardinals haven't lost so they, to anybody. They, they've door
1: stomped the Titans, door stomped the the Browns and the Rams, and they're number three. Behind then, hey, the Rams look,
0: for you. Um yeah, they are behind the Rams for me.
1: That's no, ridiculous. So you're saying the teams they've
2: played aren't good enough except for that team that they beat by 17 who you ranked ahead of them. Yes. Okay. Okay. My power rankings. My power rankings.
0: I guess just like guess. my just like my MVP pick. My MVP pick.
1: Okay. You're, you're entitled to, it, to your opinion, to but you're entitled to your logic. wrong opinion.
0: So. So
2: by And speaking by of, this, my
0: number 2 is the the LA Rams.
2: If if, um no, just going back, you have Arizona okay. three, Packers four. Yes, so I do. if Arizona beats the Packers, will the Packers slot up to three ahead of them?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: <laughs> just one, just checking on this. So, okay. So, you've got the Rams. May have to, we,
0: we may have to actually add this to it as a weekly thing, just going through it quickly. Because, you know, this has gotten some more conversation than I expected. I think going through so.
2: quickly is one of the things we do best. Yes, <laughs> I think it is number
0: two. Who? Okay, I said the Rams. Dylan, who is number two? Uh, I have the Buffalo Bills. Uh,
1: I think the Buffalo Bills might be one of the most, if not the most, complete team in the NFL. Uh, they have the they have the run game that they didn't have last year. They have uh, they added weapons outside in Emmanuel Sanders. Dawson Knox has emerged as a legit tight end threat. Uh, and then at every level of their defense, they have playmakers. Uh, Greg Rousseau has balled out. Jerry Hughes has played well. Uh, you have Edmonds uh, in Milano in the middle. Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tredavious, White, uh, all in the, the back end. Levi Wallace has played well. As you can tell, I've watched a lot of Bills games. Uh, but they have playmakers at every level on the defense. They're deep. They have a playmakers at every position on offense and a solid line. And they have maybe the top two or three quarterback in the NFL in Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. So,
0: All right, Josh, who do you have as number two?
1: Just going to that a second.
2: One of my issues with Buffalo and the reason I had to rank them six and not higher was I was looking, I was like, oh my gosh, they've only given up 98 points so far this season. That's crazy. And then I looked and they pitched a shutout against the Dolphins when Tua got hurt after four pass attempts. And they threw a shutout against the Texans. And so I'm like, well, that is no longer nearly as impressive. When you lost to the Steelers after giving up 23, you gave up 21 to Washington in that high-powered offense they got down there. Um, 20 to the Chiefs, and then 24 to the Titans. And so I don't hate. I don't hate it, Dylan. I don't hate it.
1: So they they've played well. They played good defense against the teams they've been scheduled to play against, right? No,
2: no, that's giving up 34 to the Titans, 23 to the Steelers in a loss, 21 to Washington is not necessarily good defense. Well, I'm the Washington they game, played they, good they, defense. they gave up like they played seven and gave up 14 the in Dolphins garbage and time. The, Texans. the Dolphins and the Texans, it was good defense. Now I am anticipating that they will play good defense against the Jets, but that's just my anticipation because everybody should play good defense against the Jets and beat the Jets. But my number two to move on to that is Tampa Bay. Yo, the Buccaneers, and I—I I was close to putting them at number one because I think they're that good. Um, I was going to do not disrespectful. Like, i was going to do like some sort of like mental gymnastics where I was like, oh well, they lost to this team earlier in the season, and this team beat them, and over that, nah, and then have to like really configure my power rankings just to some sort of convoluted mental gymnastics like that. But I decided no, I'm gonna rank my power rankings by the power of the teams that I'm seeing, and so Tampa Bay's number two.
0: Okay. And so who do you have as number 1, Josh? The obvious number 1 team,
2: Arizona Cardinals, because they are undefeated and because they've beat every team that's been up against them, including the Rams, which I know some people would even rank at like number 2 in power rankings.
0: That so. is me. That is me. So, I'm guessing Dylan we already know that. So they should be number I ha- I have the Bucks at number 1. And I will say the reason is is cuz like you just said that they've played really well. They've lost to one team, which is the Rams, which I have them as you know they got number door two. By the
2: Rams. You know who beat True. the Rams? Endor's them.
0: <laughs> <Arizona>. <laughs> hey, but like we always say, any given Sunday, something can happen. So
2: like the Jets winning.
0: Yeah, like the Jets winning. So um that moves you up the power end. Yeah, it will. It'll help you out. <laughs> According to Dylan, it'll help you out. So all right. With that, we're gonna switch over to the picks. Dylan, I'm gonna let you take it from here.
1: All right, so to, to give us an update on the picks, uh, Dad, you took the lead last week. Uh, yeah, y'all y'all,
0: y'all question my thought process, and yet what
1: What was that? Your thought process is copy Dylan in as many as you can so that you can't go behind and then How pick one the or lead? two different.
0: How do I take the lead then?
1: I, I just said you take one or two different ones. That's, yeah, that's literally it. You picked an upset because I picked an upset. You literally said that on this podcast last week. It ticked me off to no end, as you can tell. Uh, and I was right on the stupid upset.
2: Uh, Ty, honestly, what you should do is just for the next four or five every, weeks, pick exactly what Dylan picks.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it right now, actually. first,
2: where so. I catch up,
1: which we probably won't. So. Uh, but yeah dad you're 71 and 37 I'm 69 38 Chris or Josh you're in third at 64 and 43 and Chris is 63 and 45. Uh, but that brings us to the picks. Uh this Thursday night game Packers at Cardinals. I have the Cardinals. Chris has the Packers. Josh who do you have? Cardinals. Dad, who do you have? Probably the Packers over I'm going Cardinals. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, the next game is the Dolphins and the Bills. I have the Bills and so does Chris. Josh, who do you have? I have the Bills.
0: Bills. All
1: right. Uh, the next game is the Buccaneers at the Saints. I have the Bucks, and so does Chris. Buccaneers. Bucs. Uh, the next game is the Panthers at the Falcons. Me and Chris are both on the Panthers. I'm gonna go
0: Falcons. Um. Yeah. Same here.
1: All right. Uh, the next game is the 49ers at the Bears. I have the Niners, and Chris, customarily, has the Bears. I'm gonna go with the Niners.
0: I'm going Niners.
1: Nagy's not their coach.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they, might, they might
1: actually really- be better because Nagy's not. Playing. Yeah. They're not coach. Or she might not coach. Uh, Niners. All right. Uh, the Steelers at the Browns. I and me and Chris both have the Steelers winning this game.
2: I may change my mind last minute. I'm waiting on the availability of Chubb and possibly Baker, but I'm going to go Browns.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat.
0: I, I want I want the right to change on Sunday with depending who's playing, but I'm going to go Browns too.
1: You're going the Browns. Okay. Uh, the Lions. At or the Eagles at the Lions, me and Chris are both on the Lions. Dang, okay,
2: shoot. Uh, I thought I was gonna be a groundbreaker. I'm gonna, yeah, I was, I'm gonna go Lions as well. Dan Campbell, yeah. got that team playing hard, eventually they got a win, and the Eagles kind of suck. So, is it really gonna-
1: an upset if everyone picks the Lions? Uh, the Titans at the Colts, I and Chris both have the Colts, which kind of shocks me. I'm going Titans.
0: I'm gonna go with Tennessee. Uh, the next I should just game, keep, uh, I should have just kept going with whatever. Yeah, Dylan, whatever you pick, I'm gonna go with that.
1: No, I refuse. I'm gonna make it different. Uh, the next game, hey, could be an upset alert. Bengals at the Jets. I'm just kidding. Uh, me and Chris both have the Bengals. They did bring in Joe Flacco. I'm going. <laughs> they Bengals. did bring in Joe
0: Flacco. <laughs> I'm going with the Bengals.
1: Uh, the Rams at Texans.
0: Okay, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull a Chris. I don't. I'm not picking this game. Uh,
1: the Chargers at the or the Patriots at the Chargers. uh... I have the Chargers. Chris has the Patriots. I have the Chargers.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Golly. Uh. Uh,
1: the Jaguars at the Seahawks.
0: Huh.
1: He wanted to pick the Patriots so bad. He did. He did. I did. He refuses. Uh, I've I've already pulled pulled my
0: caveat change, so I can't really do another one.
1: I have the Jags. Chris has the Seahawks in this I'm going Jaguars as well. We go Seattle. Uh, The Broncos, uh, the Washington football team at the Broncos. I have Denver, so does Chris.
2: I'm going Washington.
0: Washington.
1: Wow, we're actually getting some different ones. Uh, this one, I'm going to reserve the right to change. It's the Cowboys at the Vikings, and it depends on Dak. I think uh, I, I I'm not going to pick them if Dak for sure if Dak plays. But right now, I have the Vikings, and so does Chris. If
2: Dak plays, I'm going Cowboys. If not, Vikings. Okay,
0: I'm, I'm the same. Same as Josh there.
1: All right. Sorry. Right. Monday, I mean, Monday night game. I'm going to reserve again the right to change. I want to see who Daniel Jones has, but I'm going to pick the Chiefs. So Chris has the Chiefs as well. Uh, so I might change this game.
2: Yeah, I I think same thing. I'm going Chiefs, but depending on the health of freaking players. everybody on yeah, the
0: everybody, job. the whole offensive line, the whole offensive depth chart. Yep. So yeah, I'm going to say the same.
1: All right. Well, that is all of the picks for the week.
0: All right, guys, we're done. We'll talk to you next week. Like I said, like we always say, like us on Facebook, talk to us on Facebook, hit a uh, you know, share the podcast so we can get some, you know, more listens and we'll talk to you next week.